Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Let's talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. A long title to say. I might just call it Falcon. I thought they could have given it like a bit nickier, but I guess they were going for that sort of buddy cop Stasky and Hutch vibe, you know? Yeah, they need to emphasise that it's two of them, not just one. <laughs> yeah, these two people together, just in case you didn't realise from the posters where they are there together. Exactly, exactly. One. What do we think of this? What do we? What's our thoughts on this one? Well, I you tell me. What did you um, think? You're coming in with fresh I, eyes. Yeah, I do. I'm coming in with the um, fresh eyes. I didn't like this. Oh, that's because you watched One Division first, and that's the problem everyone had with it. But that's but also, that's because they released One Division before it. I know it's their own fault. I agree. I think I really like the message of it, and I liked bits of it. I think it had strong ideas, but it's very like well, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a buffet of tones. So like, it doesn't know what tone it has. It's like today I'm a comedy, and tomorrow I'm um. I'm a trauma, grief study. And then the next day I'm like, queer eye for boats. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one. Yes, I I liked the ideas behind it. Yeah. Um, the execution of those ideas was not great. Because it sort of spends, it spends four episodes trying to be a sort of like friendship buddy kind of thing. Um, and then suddenly the last two, they just inject all these political and social themes. Um, but they don't go, they sort of very much skim the surface of it, mm-hmm. I felt like. So then by the, by the time it gets to the end, and the Falcon slash Captain America, as he is at that point, has that long speech where he's <laughs> like, no, they're not terrorists. Let me explain the, the political <laughs> opinion that everyone must have. Um, and it just felt so shoveled in um, yeah. and I was like this I don't feel like we've built to this at all suddenly I'm being suddenly I'm getting a TED talk <laughs> it's such a shame as well because I feel like you and me very open-minded liberal sorts woke it's made for us woke. but then it, exactly but then it meant that loads of people were going like oh this is woke nonsense go woke go broke and it's like, oh, it's so annoying because they're obviously saying it because they don't like the idea of black Captain America, which is wrong and stupid. But mm. in a way, they were they like it's annoying because they kind of caught on to the fact that it was like you say, it felt like they were building. It didn't feel like they were building up to this. They didn't make it feel effortless and like part of the narrative from the beginning almost. Mm. So mm. it kind of fed into their nonsense because it meant people who also didn't like it who were liberal were also complaining about similar vibes mm. <laughs> it was like oh no we've all oh no yeah yeah it, and I think <laughs> it's funny I think the people who would complain about having a black Captain America are the exact people who would be part of the flag smashers like yes exactly. that's it. and it's like well <laughs> they, 
you don't realize the show is trying to stop you being that way that's yeah. that's the whole point <laughs> You need to open your minds and your eyes. Oh, it's annoying. Like you're you're literally the villains in this. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that um that they were looking at like you know not just whether he was a worthy successor to Captain America, but whether like the Shield was worthy of him. Like because mm. it was sort of like oh, what did Captain America stand for? It was for this this country and this nation. It's been famously closed mm. off to people who aren't like the traditional white capitalist man mm. and. I don't know. They do have explicit conversations, don't they, about how there will never be a black Captain America. You can't have Captain America as black because um, the America is sort of much more geared towards white people and that. Mm. And um, um, which was quite good. I guess it was good that they made it quite explicit because sometimes they do have this in, but it's always sort of hinted at. Whereas um, I do appreciate that how the writers were like, you know what, let's just say it. Let's just call yeah. it out for what it is, actually. And yeah, I did so, quite like that. Yeah, and I, I was reading up on it, and the Marvel CEO, Ike Perlmutter, Perlmutter so he was Marvel CEO until 2015. Mm. And he was a bad man. Like he, he gave money to Trump. Um, right. he, he reduced the amount of Black Widow merchandise because he was like, girls don't like superheroes. Um, and he blocked oh. Black Panther because he was like, the world ain't ready for a black superhero and he blocked mm. Captain Marvel because he was like ugh women suck so um, Kevin Feige like, did his coup in 2015 and took over and it kind of felt like this was a sort of I don't know like apologising for all the wrongs that have been done during mm. his tenure Ike's tenure yeah. I'm fucking Mike now. That's <laughs> the kind of friendship we apparently like have. You, like you're friends with him yeah. It doesn't sound him. like I'd want to be he sounds awful. I hate him we're, we're not friends but yeah, it was, it was kind of like, it felt like a, it was redressing the balance and it was acknowledging the mistakes that Marvel had made mm. he, sort of head on in quite an explicit way. So I thought yeah. that was quite good. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I liked all that that aspect of it. I liked the idea of the flag smashers and I liked the way they were trying to um, explore the blip in a different way. Mm. Um, uh, like when they were sort of saying, oh, life was better in the blip. I'm like, oh, interesting. OK. But I felt like we weren't given any real examples of why they felt that way. They were just saying it. And so I could only conjecture about it. They, there was one they did give, which I remember, because probably because I was looking out for them, because I was like, why do they prefer the blip? I don't understand. Um, where they said, like, oh, imagine living in a house for five years and suddenly everyone comes back and they want their houses back. And yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. There's like, there's a housing problem. That's interesting. Yeah, that would that probably happen. But other than that, we all, all I could assume was that they felt like they had more freedom because there were just less people. Um, and that yeah. they agreed with getting with Thanos's idea that overpopulation stinks. Um, so. Well, yeah, they were kind of like very against like the forced resettlement of people. Refugees, mm. and they didn't like the fact that there were borders in the world, and they felt like the blip had shown us we didn't need borders. And mm. I, I know what you mean. Like it, it was very like here's a shades of grey villain for you to sympathise with, and it's like here they are. But then they were doing quite evil things. Yes. And I was like, mm, I don't know that I. I mean, I agree with their sentiment that we shouldn't be forcing people to like you know leave countries if they live there and blah blah blah. But but also, but also no, because they're not acting like conflicted hero villains they're just behaving like terrorists no that that leader the woman the young woman she's just like she's like let's bomb the shit out of them it's all they understand and i was like there's 
there's no depth <laughs> here there's no exploration like where what's her backstory where's she come from what happened to her who hurt her like it, it, there was none of that so yeah. like I said when then uh, Falcon does that big speech at the end I'm like I get it I get what you're saying because I read the news and I, I sometimes think about this stuff how we shouldn't just call people terrorists because people who do do this stuff there's there's reasons why they've become radicalized why they've gone to such extreme lengths they've probably been mistreated by society maybe there's something about our societal structure that we need to change in order to prevent this from happening in the first place but <laughs> again there's just no real exploration of that it was just dictated to we, we've just dictate it was dictated yeah. to us at the very end very suddenly very expositioning um, yeah <laughs> and i think that i found jarring because it felt more like the sort of phase one films uh, in, yeah. like very macho very basic um not some political themes but just not explored at all just very very simplified these are the good guys these are the bad guys um and the and very much those earlier captain america films which are my least favorite of the films so i feel like this was just made for me to dislike it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very very true and i think also the fact that it did come after one division which played with its its format as a tv show so cleverly mm. like i feel like this you know it gave anthony mackie like a lot of time which he didn't get in the movies because he was always a bit like and here he is the falcon and then he's gone um, so it's nice that we we gave him that chance to sort of explore his character's emotions and like their refugees. True, but then I find the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're good as supporting characters in the Avengers, but I'm not remotely interested in watching six hours of them being mm. dissected. I don't think as that Anthony Mackie and Sebastian sounded great, like nothing against them, but the characters themselves I find are just not very interesting. But that's because they've been so background character, they haven't really been mm. given a chance to be fleshed out I guess I, I, I feel like if he was Captain America you'd kind of want the backstory and we always hate origin stories and I guess technically mm. this is going to be an origin story because it's how he becomes Captain America mm. so maybe going forward when he's Captain America we'll be like well hey this is cool he's Captain America now <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. yeah and just do that it just it felt maybe they could have done that in like a two hour film and they probably I think could have yeah there, there are a lot of periods where it was kind of dull and the plot was quite thin. And um, I think at the last couple of episodes, it got much better because then it got a little bit more sort of action packed. They did a bit more around who the flag smashers are and that sort of thing. But there was a long period where I just thought, where is this going exactly? Well, I think controversially, controversially, it would have been better to give them each a TV show on their own because I don't think their mm. stories mesh that well. I think no. yeah. if you if you'd split them apart and like give given each the chance to sort of because then they could have brought in new characters for each one they could have had like a new buddy power that we would have been more interested in. Mm. Um, I think that would have been better. Like because because Marvel TV is is very like you know there's some real big highs like you're not there yet but Ms. Marvel just started and it's amazing. One Division was amazing. Loki's mm. pretty pretty damn fun as well. Like I I feel like when it's a singular person rather than trying to spread your I don't know yeah. spread too thin over a piece of bread I'm gonna go hobbit mode don't <laughs> <laughs> be doing that give them each their own little spotlight and it might have done better interesting yeah possibly possibly particularly for Falcon slash the new Captain America because you could really develop him a bit more I guess yeah. um and I feel like with mm. 
Winter Silk with Bucky, like his story is very sweeping. Like we know he's got these, he's going back and, and like, you know, he's friends with the, the dad of someone he's killed in the past and stuff. And then he tells him he did it. And it's just sort of like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you don't really. Wait, did that, really... that happened? Yeah. Is that the we... guy who said he was like tortured and stuff? Yeah. Oh, I did not get that at all from that. I must have not been listening. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, his story, I feel like it was very, like, surface level. And I felt like that could be quite mm. interesting, you know. It feels very Netflix because it's very dark, but you could have done his story separately because it's all about him, his redemption arc, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he goes to therapy and stuff, and it could have been a sort of, like, deconstruction of toxic masculinity in a way and as well yeah. and like uh, showing men that you can go see a therapist you can look after yourself in a mental health kind of way you don't have to be big tough winter soldier man and that sort of thing um, yeah but yeah I that I I felt him to be very much on the periphery I didn't feel like the writers gave him anything interesting to do um because yeah. by the end it was just about Falcon um that's, that's kind of it. So I feel like if you'd split them apart, you would have had better dynamics of new characters. Because I feel like Falcon kind of works better when he's been given the chance to sort of, I don't know, given given the space to be more funny, but also quite noble. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it should chance. have, maybe then, following on from your idea about it being a single character, it should have just been about him and Bucky could have just been a side character. That yeah they have as a like he's the sidekick he's Robin to fold I Batman. almost wonder though if they felt like they had to do it because even now the idea of a black lead is unpalatable to some people mm. maybe that would have been too but I know they did it with Luke Cage but maybe they like that wasn't Marvel Marvel was it that was Netflix Marvel maybe they still felt a bit nervous about it possibly possibly yeah um and maybe because the, the like you said it's all about um, breaking, so, well, it, it's to some extent about breaking racial barriers. So if they have the two leads are a black man and a white man together on equal level, then that's kind of showing the, the equality and the inclusivity that they're trying to achieve, I suppose. And if they're trying to right the wrongs of a previous producer, um, then that I would assume is like both, both in terms of the title, the publicity material, the storyline, and the amount of screen time both of them get to give that kind of level of um, equality to it. Um, mm. The one thing I was talking to my friend, Tony, hi, Tony, about this. And he said he had real issues with the fact, the way that um, John Walker gets very easily forgiven by like a black man in it. Um, or some, yeah. something like that, like because he he kills someone, like, oh, yeah. quite brutally, pretty badly, yeah. pretty brutally, <laughs> um, and it's it. But the end, it all feels very sort of like, oh, don't worry, we forgive you, and it's all kind of very fluffy. I suppose following on from the stuff about the guy, the older ex-soldier who was tortured and Buggy killed his son and that sort of thing, and nothing is. There doesn't seem like really dark things happen, and yet um, there doesn't seem to be any massive emotional consequence to it. Whereas if there was in Netflix, they, they would have they would have shown people just like breaking down about it, and there wouldn't be that fluffiness, mm. I suppose. It's so interesting at the time, like John Walker as a character it was just like 
he had he was evil from the get-go like people just actually hated him and they forgot that the actor was separate from the character and they hated that actor as well really yeah just from even him first coming in they were oh i hate his stupid face who does he think he is and they really hated him like he became the subject of the thing is i didn't feel like the character was written as a bad person at all he's quite an he's 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 quite a nice guy just trying to do the right thing and they all treat him like shit like both <laughs> both Falcon and Bucky are like no nah, we don't want to work with you <laughs> and they just sort of turn the cold shoulder like there's some kind of playground gang and I'm like that's a dick move <laughs> like you're gonna the, piss this guy off I guess in their in their defense like he comes in very very confident for a new superhero he's like you guys can work with me if you want. And they're probably thinking, um, we've been superheroes for a long time, bitch. We should be asking you if you want to work with us. But I don't think he came in at all arrogant. I feel like he came in and was like, hi, I'm the new Captain America, but I would like to work with you guys because, like, you know your stuff as well. I got that vibe from him. And they're just I, absolute dickheads. He kind of phrased it the other way around. I think he, he literally said, badly, you can work with me if you want to, mm. um, which was probably not the way forward. And they, they kind of introduced him, wait a minute, they kind of introduce him as a villain. So they mm. introduce him as someone who's government controlled. Mm. His colours are all like the colour of his uniform is like a, a it's dark blues, blood red, which is something you would never see on Captain America or superhero, uh, Superman mm. even. It's very like the colours are the, off, basically. Yeah, the colours are off. So you get this ominous vibe from him. He feels unsafe. Then you've got all the posters and the propaganda, like the cap is back, and everyone's thinking, well, this is some doppelganger change thing like we he's not back and this feels very omnipresent and forced upon us and i don't know he, he acts very self-confident but he's plagued with like you know doubt which is why he makes so many mistakes mm. and we don't know anything about his past really we just know he's a soldier who and a very decorated you know. war veteran as well yeah and um, then there's the fact that you know he is just you know the government requisitions the shield the falcon shield like the falcon was passed on this honor it's like it's like when mm. we steal stuff from other countries and put it in museums i guess it's very like it's we're taking marbles, yeah. yeah it's all it's our thing now for white people um to mm. take his shield away so there was lots of things set up to make you feel like he's not a great guy mm. i yeah i suppose because I, I wasn't getting i i got that they were going to set him up as someone who you don't you're not supposed to want him to be captain america but I never really, other than him not being as strong as Chris Evans as Captain America, I didn't really see anything bad about his personality. But I think, I guess, thinking about it from an American perspective, if he's like a government-owned Captain mm. America, that's like, no, no, yeah. sure, the power of Christ compels you. Like, let's exercise <laughs> this. This is awful. Um, so I suppose, yeah, from an American perspective, that is not a good thing because they want... Mm superheroes to be completely independent be able to act of their own free will rather than be like a government sponsored um icon idol yeah because then it becomes a tool or a weapon yeah. i don't know it becomes not a person and then he'd be used for government gain as opposed to doing the right thing i suppose yes. yeah yeah like I've... have you you haven't seen the boys i talk about the boys a lot no i did you've recommended it a lot but i haven't got around to watching it yet yeah, so that's interesting because it looks at the superheroes as if they are owned by a government agency and they, they work a lot on their propaganda, their, like, their image. Um, they organise like, like events and rescues. It, it kind of ties them with it. It's, like, it's very funny. It's very good. But this felt very like he was 
that sort of character that he he belonged I don't know he just felt a bit off from the beginning Mm. and I guess maybe that that was it but people were crazy crazy you hated him just the actor as well which seemed really unfair because it's not his fault yeah Mm. let's get should we do some plots go on then dissect some of the plot it's so funny for WandaVision I had a paragraph about each episode just because it was so dense um uh, and then it went to like three pages of plot this one I've got just over a page (laughs) (laughs) I felt like it was very thin (laughs) that's fair Um, WandaVision was a very different kind of show wasn't it it was very different yeah um so anyway Falcon slash Sam Sam what's his surname Wilson Sam Wilson, there we go, um, has been given the mantle of Captain America, as we saw at the end of Avengers Endgame. Um, but he's struggling to come to terms with this. And like you said, the shield has been requisitioned by the government. And the government's like, ah, opportunity to create our own Captain America. <laughs> um, and he's also helping his sister to mend the boats. This was really boring, this whole backstory. I felt like the boat was obviously symbolic um, of him building his self-esteem and working out who he is and his position in life and stuff but I was not remotely engaged in any scene whenever it went to a scene on the boat I just went extreme boat makeover you weren't a fan of those (laughs) I like a big cruise ship personally not a raggedy old fishing boat that they talk about a lot (laughs) I think also they put that in there because they Something we've not talked about in all the movies, which is like who pay who pays for superheroes, and I obviously when Tony Stark was around, he probably was you know throwing some cash around, but now they're sort of just like he's he's he can't get a loan. He his sister's mm. boat is in disarray. Um, it, it has that big scene, doesn't it, with the bank managers trying to get selfies with him, but won't approve him for a loan because he's a a black man in debt. So I guess it's kind of highlighting the fact that there's this sort of I don't know so we've not talked about like who who does pay for superheroes and how does uh, it, what it. Does okay like they, they, he like because there was a white man with wealth like yes. backing him then everyone's like you're great and now that now that he's independent they're like oh we're not so bothered and yeah you know. I think so and he, he just I think it's been how many years and he's just not got any money now so now that Tony Stark is dead spoiler alert guys now that Tony <laughs> Stark is dead um then his sort of all his wealth is that not going towards Avengers stuff anymore? I don't, I don't know because they've not really talked about it, have they? They've no, because really- I wonder if that would have because I always felt like the Avengers live in like this sort of lovely compounds. They do, and I just kind of paid lots of money by Tony Stark in order to be on standby. <laughs> yeah, they it doesn't seem to be that way anymore, does it? They've all kind of split up and done their own little mm. thing now so they are they don't have a a very wealthy person to unite them all i suppose no, um, they need a new figure maybe, maybe they'll explore what... that maybe they'll explore that in future films and that they'll be like well where how do we afford anything um, yeah how do we how do we make this a unified front rather than lots of vigilantes and avoid before. being a government-owned um entity as well I suppose, yes. which, as we all said, according to Americans, is the axis of all evil. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Interesting, yes, maybe they will. I did not get 
much of what you just explained to me from the actual script so thank you for explaining that one that's all right this is my second viewing isn't it so i guess yeah true a different head um bucky barnes the winter soldier meanwhile he's having some much needed therapy to combat the trauma of being a brainwashed hydra assassin so therapy is a good start with that i would say so yeah for sure counseling got a lot got a lot imagine him on his first (laughs) session suddenly says all that and his therapist's like okay got a lot to unpack <laughs> we'll talk about that next week <laughs> it's like i was born in the 20s and i uh, <laughs> i, I am, lord of the rings when it came out <laughs> i've got a robot arm and i've murdered a lot of people and i didn't know i was doing it uh <laughs> i got split and everything <laughs> um the government introduces their own new captain america a guy called john walker he's a decorated army veteran um, he wants to work with Falcon and Bucky, but they refuse him. Um, and like I said, we debated whether that was a dick move on their part or a natural move on their part. Or a I dick still... move on his part. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> not sure. We're not sure. <laughs> I wanted. I felt like he needed, for me, he needed to come in like um, like that rival in Pokemon. When he comes in, he's like, nah, you have these little Pokemon. I have these big Pokemon. And when you're 11, that's like, oh, he's such a douchebag. Ugh. I hope he dies. <laughs> I wonder if it's more like um, that when you're working somewhere and they hire someone new who's slightly underneath you and they start acting as if they're your senior. Yes, yes. And you're like, yeah. someone what? telling you how to do your job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I've been here for however many years. I don't believe that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he, uh, he comes in. Um, is he... So he's just really good at like army things, but he's not a super soldier. Yeah, he's a bit like a Black Widow. Okay, right, 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 right. So he's like super good at fighting. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah. sometimes, so yeah, sometimes he would fight, and I'd be like, oh, okay, he's he's quite good actually. But he's, he's um, pretty good. That's why they call him the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, they all discover that there's um, a new baddie on the block, the Flag Smashers. And they are a group of uh, radicalized extremists led by Carly Mugbe, um, who believe that life was better during the blip. Um, the Flag Smashers, they've all taken the super soldier serum, oh dear, um, <laughs> making them very strong fighters. And this serum was um, made for them by like a criminal scientist guy, basically, who yeah. made who was like, I want some money and I can... <laughs> Focus. yeah yeah exactly um oh they enlist the help of zemo it took me ages to realize who this guy was <laughs> i was like they're talking about like they've met him before have i met him before it took me a while <laughs> it was a while ago yeah <laughs> and, and also from one of my least favorite of all the marvel films as well so i just completely forgotten who this guy was and had to reread the plot summary of Civil War and be like, wait, there was a villain and that all I remember was like the, the Avengers all just fighting each other in that one. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, I think they're trying to push him to be like a Hannibal Lecter style character, aren't they, really? It was very Hannibal Lecter. Like he's in prison and they go and visit him there, but then they break him out. Um, why him? Why did they have to go to him? I don't know. They didn't really explain that. I think it was just like, who can we afford at this point? <laughs> which villains are still alive that we can use yeah yeah i mean i would have loved it if they got oh my god it was kept michael keaton in but 
he's good really isn't he intrinsically so that's it yeah and it's he doesn't have the same i suppose this is the the captain america story threads isn't it being carried yeah. on um and michael keaton is in the spider-man story threads so i guess um that would that would be a, a bit of an awkward crossover um, it would be an awkward crossover it's true um anyway yeah they get him for some reason um they break him out of prison the wakandans are pissed off about this because he he is the guy who assassinated king t'challa so they're a bit like uh we want him dead please um and they sort of stalked them for a bit and but nothing came of that in the end it was just it was there for a bit but they didn't actually weave that in at all no it's a shame, isn't it? Because in the trailers, you see those guys pop up and you're thinking, oh, my God, the Black Panther guys are really, it's going to be amazing. And then it, it just fizzles. Having come from the Avengers films that has everyone in and everyone is woven in, gets a moment, even if it's like a couple of seconds, they still do something that contributes to the overall film. Yeah. Um, to, ha- to just have the Wakandans come in and not really have anything to do other than be like, we want Zemo back in prison and that's it. And then they does go back in prison. They're like, we're glad that Zemo's back in prison. And then that's it. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and Sharon Carter also turns up. Why is she there? Well, I mean, we're going with your theory is picking up the threads. Yeah. Of, uh, of Captain America. And also, yeah. I guess she's quite a, quite a cool kitten. She's kind she of is. like a, and I also got that she's not 100% good. She's not. She's a shade of grey character again. She is. So she turns up because they're in that place of all the criminals where the Flag Smasher's got the super serum from. Um, yes. But then she, oh, I couldn't remember. She then starts like, she, at the very end, she's like making a phone call or something. And it didn't, the way it was directed made it seem like it was a bit nefarious, but. I didn't really know. So she's sort of selling stuff, isn't she? Mm. She's selling things to make money. They do give her a chance to like do some good. She's, I think they're setting her up maybe as someone interesting for later. Mm. I don't think she'll be a villain, but I think she'll be one of those sort of like, oh, what's she up to? Mischievous woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why mm. they didn't bring up, he kissed her, didn't he, Captain America? He yeah. kissed her. And they never bring up the fact that now he's heard uncle or her dad or whatever it would be you know yeah yeah that's but he he already it's already a bit weird that (laughs) because no she's she's peggy's daughter niece niece yeah it's already a bit odd that he had enough he was in love with peggy snogged her and then is like almost shacked up with the niece like decades later because he went back in time and he was the one who married Peggy. He is her uncle, right? Yeah. But then, if he's gone back in time, did that mean that that didn't happen? No, no, it does happen, doesn't it? They explained how it would have all happened. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. It's a bit like when Luke and Leia kiss, and then she's like, "Oh, I think I always knew you were my brother." And I'm like, "You didn't, because you snogged him in the last film. You little liar!" Don't be like all the all the Star Wars writers are like. <laughs> What kiss? I don't remember a kiss. Do you remember a kiss? Yeah. Um, 
anyway. yeah, I just I didn't I I like you say it seems like she's one of those characters that toes the line like she might be a fundamentally good character but she might do things that are not quite so good sometimes because it seems like she's a governmenty kind of person and mm. once again America doesn't like the government people Ugh. so um <laughs> maybe she's chaotic neutral chaotic neutral yeah <laughs> going <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but anyway, she she pops up every now and then. She fights a bit. She helps him out. Um, she's there. <laughs> that was it. I think that that was yeah. That was probably one of the frustrating things is that there are various story strands. There's there's the boat. There's um, there's Sharon Carter. There's John Walker. There's the Wakandans. There's Zemo. There's these characters. But it's not syncing up. It's just the only driving forces are Falcon and Bucky. Um, and it's just they are the only ones who are actively driving the plot forward. Everyone else is just kind of circling them and disappear eventually. Yeah. Um, and I I think it's better when, yeah, like I said, coming from Avengers where everyone has their part to play, um, it just feels a bit disappointing. Yeah, it's almost like they set up a couple of se- like a couple of seasons and then they put them all in one season. Mm. Yeah. Maybe because they're afraid they wouldn't get any more seasons. Yeah, possibly. But doing so, they probably made it more difficult to get more seasons. So I don't know. Possibly. I mean, it's good that they're making these sort of mini series that could have a second season, or it could just be a standalone thing, and it could work as like a slightly longer film that you watch in episodes. Um, which I think uh, One Division works very well in that way. Um, but yeah, this this not so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Flag Smashers, they kill Walker's sidekick guy. He goes crazy and kills one of them brutally with the shields. Like this, this, at this point, I was like, okay, now we've got, maybe I need some violence in this. I was like, okay, now we're getting some drama. Now, we're getting, now it's picking up. <laughs> I think they could have always made him evil from the beginning, but mm. he, um, the fact that he uses the shield as well is so horrifying. Because you're like, that's not what Captain stood for. And that's the kind of symbolism of it is that the shield is like covered in blood. It's been used to murder someone and yeah. Captain America doesn't, well, he, he might stand by if someone bad happens to die, but he would always do the more noble thing. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it turns out he's not the Captain America that everyone wants. Now everyone hates him and he is discharged and he's all like, grr. I live it. by your mandates. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's a whole l- lengthy bit of soul searching from Falcon, and e- and there was a montage. Gotta love a montage of training. Um, and he finally decides to become Captain America and trains with the shield. I like the bit where they were sort of chatting and training at the same time. Like every now and then they'll throw the shield and it would come back, and that sort of thing. Like you got a feeling of the weight of the shields from yeah. that from the special effects. I quite enjoyed that bit. Um, which is quite cool. I was a bit like, oh, watch out for that shield <laughs> every now and then. Um, <laughs> it murders people now. It's got a taste of blood. <laughs> it does, yeah. It's, it's, it's got blood on its hands, on its little shield hands. They go and fight against the Flag Smashers. Um, and Sharon is the one who kills Carly, the leader of them. Which um, I think it's almost like they didn't want the Falcon's hands sullied. They had to give it mm. some... And it couldn't have been Bucky because that would have undone all his good therapy work. So it's always like she was brought in to do that dirty deed for them. And I suppose if they are setting up um, 
I suppose at this point they're still setting up phase four and they're setting up where characters are and which characters they're going to use a lot. And, yeah. as, and I guess it, this reminds you that she is on the side of good, but she's a lot more ruthless about yeah. it. Um, which I, I never got that. I don't remember getting that from her when um, in the Captain America film she was in. I got that she was, um, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Calm, Cool, Collected, but um, I don't know. She's- the blip changed her. Yeah, yeah, it must have been blip. Doesn't it doesn't say if she was blipped or not? I can't remember if she was blipped or not. Can't no. remember. Um, she's the remaining... the, she's the only person who's not been like um pardoned though, isn't she? As in one the Avengers. Yeah. In... You know when they um they split mm. off. I think she was one of the ones who wasn't pardoned. So she's like hiding, isn't she? Yeah. She so was she hiding does... on that criminal place. She's been driven to a life of crime. Um, the remaining flag smashers are taken to the raft, um, but they're blown up by an old guy in a car. Who's he? I can't remember who it was. <laughs> they, they showed this guy in the car as if we were to go, oh, him. But I was, I was like, who? Who is that? <laughs> I'd love it if it was Stan Lee. Stan Lee, yeah, <laughs> it's his cameo. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, maybe a plot summary will tell me. Hang on. Zemo's butler. Yeah, based on Zemo. Oh, okay. That felt lackluster. (laughs) Well, that's why we didn't recognise him that much. Yeah, very, very minor character there. It should have been like, I don't know, one of the Wakandans or something. Yeah. Well, they had that cop there, like one world, one people, so we thought they were going to get out. And then the butler, yeah. Hmm. It was the butler. It was <laughs> <laughs> the butler did it. To be fair, I'm reading it now. A lot of people forgot who he was, which is why the episode then cut to the raft and Zemo's reading his little book. Oh, and yeah. he smiles. But oh, know. the book, the book. Yes, every now and then they'd say these random words, and I remember yeah. that was that was the way that the Winter Soldier got activated, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yes, and then at the end. Walker is approached by <clears throat> Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. What a name. <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds that, like a drag. That, I, I, I literally typed some drag name next to this. <laughs> it does say, doesn't it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I would watch that show so badly. And she seems governmenty but in a like a campy way like fun governments but also i got the impression that they're going to set her up as being a bit like potentially corrupt at the same time um elizabeth hurley type villain yeah. the kind of villain we're like we but like. with but with <laughs> slightly more acting capability are we going there we're going there we're going there we're going um there. And, and John Walker is given a new superhero name, U.S. Agent, which mm. is less catchy than Captain America. Yeah. And also, you know someone's going to misread it as Us Agent. Us Agent. Us Agent. Who are you? U.S. Agent. No, I'm U.S. Agent. No, U.S. Agent. <laughs> Why does everyone get it wrong? Um, and yeah, that's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Just... I, I really struggle with the, getting the plot in on this one because I was like, they spend four episodes just looking for super soldier serum. Try saying that like really fast. Super <laughs> soldier serum. Um, 
Well, they used not... that, um, that bit with uh, the black super soldier, Isaiah. Mm. And he was like the original. He was made into a Captain America type because he was black. He never got that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So he was drawn... I did some research. He was drawn from a comic book in 2003 called Truth, Red, White and Black, which is about the US government experimenting on 300 black soldiers during World War II to try and build a super army, but only one survives. And it's based on a true story. And I'm going to butcher the word because I've never said it loud, but I see it written down all the time. I should have Googled how to hear it. Tuskegee. The Tuskegee. Oh. It's, it's based on that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think stuff like that would have been nice if they gave it a bit more space to breathe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and they, any kind of emotional scene was just a dialogue scene. They didn't, it never felt, nothing synced up. Like I said, lots and lots of story threads. Um, but ultimately it was just Falcon and the Winter Soldier beating up the Flag Smashers. And that, was, that was really the main bit of it. And everything else just kind of circled it but never actually connected. I pulled out two quotes from the series that I thought were kind of like the summaries of it, and they both mm-hmm. begin with the phrase, every time. <laughs> so, like the song. Uh... Every time I try to... No, so first, <laughs> they're both by Falcon. So every time something gets better for one group, it gets worse for another. Yeah, yeah, see that. See that, yeah. And the other one was... Every time I pick the shield up, I know there are millions of people who are going to hate me for it. The only power I have is that we can do better. So I feel that these were the threads of the story and the message they were trying to give us. Mm. But they just got a bit carried away and tried to cram too much in and make it too many things. That's what they did. Yeah, and lost sight of the message they were trying to illustrate. Um, Yeah, I think they were afraid to be too earnest or too vulnerable, which is a shame. Because sometimes we want earnest and vulnerable. Sometimes it works. I think in this case, it would have worked well. I think what we ultimately needed was more backstory for the Flag Smashers themselves. I think that would have made a massive difference because you would have been given full examples of why these people have been driven to these extreme acts. And you would sort of, you would then not want them to just defeat them but rather to try and rehabilitate to show them that what they're doing is actually making everything a whole lot worse um and that they need to connect with the superheroes and then work against like protests against the government like get into the government in order to make things better that sort of thing but because at the end he's all like no don't call them terrorists they're not terrorists i'm doing the whole speech and i'm like but you've literally just depicted them as terrorists (laughs) <laughs> That's all you've done. You haven't you haven't actually justified anything they've done. They're just like, we need to bomb them. It's all they understand. And maybe that was an accidental commentary on whenever a white person shoots those people and they go like, oh, he had mental health issues. <laughs> but when but when a non-white person does it as a terrorist, yeah. yeah. Mm. I purpose. Yeah. So, well, it doesn't sound like you were that impressed. I was not. No, I was quite bored by this um and if they make a second series i will watch it begrudgingly for the purpose of this podcast but (laughs) if we weren't doing this i wouldn't watch it it will be called captain america and the winter soldier if they do do a second one i guess so or captain america the winter soldier and us agents oh or just Mm -hmm. captain america versus us (gasps) 
versus versus agents. <laughs> That'll be such a difficult title. They can't do that. That's terrible. Oh, it's clunky enough. Do you, do you know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? What did it get? 83%. Oh, I bet everyone's loved it, didn't they? Bloody yeah. Marvel fans. Well, I don't think that they did. I wonder if it's like the critics gave it quite nice reviews and then mm. not many people seem to like it like even people who i thought would really love it like marvel addicts were just like mm, it's all right but i think it was just it was bad timing it's almost like if it had come first maybe it would have had a better response because i think we wouldn't or, have had being the high hopes for it or if it had come first then um it could potentially have tarnished the direction that disney was trying to go in because yeah. um if they release that and then they release WandaVision, people would assume WandaVision is going to be like similar kind of standards. Whereas they, probably, I think it was good that they started with WandaVision to be like, look, we can be innovative. Um, yeah, it's true. And then they throw in the mediocre stuff afterwards and be like, just going to release this because we spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, Ms. Marvel is now, I think, overtaken as like the best received. I really? Like- I look forward to watching it. Yeah, but it's only, it's episodic, isn't it? So it's only been on twice. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. This is number. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, so the, the future is bright, Paul. Don't let this get you down. It is, it is. There are, there are things <laughs> that I'm much more interested in coming up, which, uh, but I can't, I went into this kind of knowing that I'm probably not going to like it as much because it's very, it looked very male-led. People hadn't talked about it as positively because this came out, um, after we had started this podcast. So I still had a bit of an awareness of what people were saying about it. And I was a bit like, oh, okay, I don't think I'm going to like this one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there wasn't that much to say about it either, really. It's not loads to dissect. And there should have been. There should have been loads of layers to this. But it, yeah, it just wasn't because they didn't, they just skimmed the surface of it, uh, generally yeah. speaking. Um, Very true. What are we doing quiz-wise? I just realised. We... Well, it, was your, it was your turn to quiz. It was my turn to quiz, was it? Okay, let me see if I can find an online quiz, because I didn't. Wait, we could do one where we find out if we're Falcon or Winter Soldier. Yeah, there we go. Let's Or even a trivia quiz about it. Falcon. I'll let you do. Hang on. We can Soldier cut this out, can't we? Quiz. I'm literally typing in BuzzFeed quiz. There's a, There's... I found one. There's a character buzz, personality quiz. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, go on them. Go on them. Okay, which of these words best describes you? Reliable, independent, determined, level-headed, funny, ambitious. Mm. I'll go with independent. There's the aggressively practical man. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> A character. To you, other people's advice. What do you mean? <laughs> Pick another character to team up with. You've got Sarah Wilson, Lamar Hoskins, Ayo, Joaquin Torres, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, or James Rhodes. Ayo, any Wakandan Dora Milaje person, like, gotta have one of them. (laughs) Uh, Which of these Marvel movies is your favorite? Captain America, First Avenger, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War. Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. I think I can guess, but you tell me. Ooh, out of that selection, what would I watch again? I would probably say Avengers Infinity War. Ooh, okay. I was mm-hmm. wrong. I what were you going to say? Why would you say Black Panther? Because you always say you love it. I do love Black Panther, but I, I went with Avengers Infinity War because it has so many of them in it. 
And I prefer, I kind of very slightly prefer Infinity War to Endgame, like very slightly. Smidge. Okay, pick a quote from the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they'll all resonate with you. <laughs> Looking strong, John. Uh, every time something gets better for one group, it gets worse for another. Some people think that he's in a secret base on the moon, looking down over us. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. The world's broken. Everybody is just looking for somebody to fix it. Or does he always just stare like that? For the, for the Just because it was probably the naffest one of those. Looking strong, John. <laughs> it was super that. Love that. What's your courageous weakness? Do you lose your cool easily? Are you stubborn? Are you overly cynical? Mm. Are you, do you find it difficult to trust others? Do you think the best of everyone? Or do you struggle to see things from others' point of view? I'm going to go with stubborn. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, pick a location from the show. Washington, D.C., Madripoor, New York City, Dialectoris, Louisiana, uh, Riga, Latvia, or Munich, Germany. Oh, um, New York City. New York. New York. And finally, pick an original Avenger to be best buds with. We've got four, uh, Black Widow, Iron Man, Captain America, Hawkeye, and Hulk. Mm. Who would I be friends with? That's tricky. I'll go with Hulk, but in Endgame, so he doesn't hurt me. There. You are Bucky Barnes, the Winter hey. Soldier himself. You can be a little moody and sarcastic, but you've got a good heart and are with your friends till the end of the line. They always make it very positive, don't they? Even if you find out you're in the house of Slytherin, then you're they're always like, ah, but you're very intelligent and cunning and you can find your way around problems, <laughs> even there though all the evil people came from your background. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty good. Moody and cynical. I wouldn't say moody, but cynical is good. Cynical, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. I can... Sometimes, like when you're talking about like the world at large. I'm, I'm very good at being disparaging, I guess, aren't I? Very good. It's my favourite thing about you. <laughs> Glad. <laughs> Go on, I you know. do it now. You do it. Okay. For the words, I'm going to say determined because it was on my school reports. So... Mm-hmm. That's you are determined. You're a determined person. My hangout sesh will be with... Hmm, I think James Rhodes. Mm, good choice. Uh, which Marvel movie is my favourite? I'm going to pick... Of those ones. Endgame. Mm. My quote will be... I'm going to do every time something gets better for one group because I picked it out of the series anyway. And it's a, it's a good point. It's a good it is. To be fair, they're, they're all quite naff as quotes go. It's not like any of them are going to be on a t-shirt for me, but, you know, we'll see. Mm. Uh, greatest weakness. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I'm stubborn too. I do also mm. think the best of everyone in a damning way. I'm, tr I'm between the two. I'll <laughs> uh, do the other one just so we're not. Maybe sure. think best of everyone. Yeah. 
my place to be would be Munich because I love it there. Mm. And my Not original place would be Iron Man because then I'd get some cool stuff out of it. Probably. True. Very wealthy. Good to have a wealthy oh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got Carly. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, what kind of how, what positive spin do they put on that one? It sounds so much more positive than yours. So I'm laughing. You're a bold, determined person who wants to make a difference in the world. You have big dreams and are willing to put in the work to make them a reality. Doesn't say I'm a terrorist. You're willing to put in the work, as in you're willing to murder lots of people to make your yeah. dreams a reality. Would you like to kill everyone? Yes, I would. <laughs> that is a mental quiz. The fact that they try to put a positive spin on someone who is shown as an out-and-out villain and with almost no redeeming feature whatsoever, um, that's hilarious. I love it. Obviously, I would be a villain without realising it if I became a part of the Marvel Universe. I'd go off and murder someone without even meaning to. I don't like the way the world is, so let's bomb a building. Yay! No. No, <laughs> no don't do that. We don't condone such behaviour. No, no. We do not endorse this. Um, what have we got next? Let me check my list. Ah, I was correct. It is Loki next. Oh, good. Which I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of antics and shenanigans this guy gets up to. Go love a Loki, Loki. Because he does, he does get up to antics and shenanigans. I think that explains him very well, doesn't it? He's mischievous. <laughs> and I know Owen Wilson's in this, and I'm like, Owen Wilson, he's in he's things. Not, he's not been in anything for such a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm excited for Loki, and I'm excited to watch it again. So that's good fun for me. Let's do it. Let's go off into Loki land. <laughs> You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Version. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Version. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact filled episode.